This podcast has been paid for by the Major World Order. No, 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 Major World Order. Figs for life. Welcome to another episode of the Major World Order podcast. I am one of your hosts, Billy Walter Peck. I am a ring announcer for Omaha's longest running wrestling, PWP Live. I am the Jim Johnston of the Turmoil brand. And as of episode eight of MC True Long Island Story, I am Broski of the Week. And (laughs) with me is... Husvar, a.k.a. the Major Mark Kid, a.k.a. Handsome Husvar, a.k.a. Heartbreak Husvar, a.k.a. Husvar Mania, collector of all things wrestling, movies, TV, and pop culture, especially the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast merch. I'm also a supporter of the all-ego Ethan Page and the very nice, very evil Dan Housen. We also have with us... The Big Jake Boski, a.k.a. the Sean Kemp of Wrestling Figure Collecting, a.k.a. the Major Mad Hatter. Welcome to another episode of the Major World Order, where it's just too sweet. That's right. We have a pro wrestling tea store, prowrestlingtees.com slash Major World Order. Uh, we are a fan podcast to the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. For those who have not heard us before... Uh, we like to showcase different people within the community. We talk to a lot of fans. We've talked to the hosts, Matt, Brian, and Mark, and several other people connected to them. Um, so, yeah, if if you are a big fan of that community, uh, you can learn a whole lot about the people within it, and it's it's a lot of fun. Okay. Um, one one bit of housekeeping from last week's episode with Papa Bear Paul. Um, we did a little uh, extra giveaway uh, on his behalf to the Zan man who does the uh, the reviews and write-ups of FWF, um, the, uh, the podcast anyway. And Papa Bear had mentioned that uh, Zan man had given him some some cards. Um, and Zan man reached out to me and said that that actually was not him. So whoever hooked up Papa Bear, if you listen to this show, uh, I don't know. Get a hold of us. <laughs> <laughs> but Zanman wanted to make sure that whoever, um, you know, that person was that they get the proper credit that they deserve. Yeah. Don't forget um, Joe Shoes has those loany rolls for 25 cents a piece <laughs> and shipping out. So. <laughs> Gosh, that guy. I love him. Um, Live 7 is, well, as, as when this drops, uh, will be starting tomorrow 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 and uh we dropped a little commercial uh so (laughs) you know they they are stomp in paradise based off of the the old wwf stomp figures so we decided we'd do a little slam force based off the old wcw (laughs) crappy version of the stomp figures we are the crappy version of the major wrestling figure podcast so. (laughs) so uh that's that's a little bit of what's been going on with us we dropped a little commercial uh for some shirts that we have um and it's just it's just a, a fun thing. Look up Major World Order Slam Force on YouTube or if you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, all at Major World Order. Now that's enough of that. Um, <laughs> we have a special guest with us. Hell yeah. 
Now, um, the commissioner of the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, David C. Anderson, jeez, words are difficult. (laughs) Take a shot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just had this person on his podcast chat him up as kind of a before FWF Live. And we want to bring on for an after FWF Live, a one VSK. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Guys, I, I've been sitting here and I listened to all of uh, the nicknames that you guys have, and I came up with none. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll give it my best uh, off the cuff. Uh, this is VSK, the longest reigning Creative Pro champion, the not Broski of the week, but Broski Buster, yeah. and the owner of a Shawn Michaels collection that has been deemed by Brian Myers himself. Pickens Bottom. Uh, so thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Thank you for joining no, us. Thank you. Very happy to have you here and, and uh, you know, to hang out and, you know, talk some some FWF and, and other things, too. You know, just, just you know, a kind of get to know VSK or do we call you VSK? Do we call you Vinny? You can just call me Vinny. It's silly okay. to call me by three initials while we're all just having a chat. <laughs> hey, there. Uh, yeah. Hey, oh, VSK, Mr. can you VSK? pass the gravy? <laughs> yeah. uh, the V in VSK surprisingly stands for Vinny. And uh, oh. when I started doing uh, Massage Envy and Massage Force, my tag team partner, Dorian Graves, he would never call me VSK in any match and would just call me Vinny throughout the entire thing. So yeah. I was like, all right, we're just going with Vinny, I guess, now at this point. We can just yeah. talk. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So um, the show starts off with just the basic of questions. Um, what got you into being a fan of wrestling? Uh, so my parents were actually wrestling fans. My dad was a big fan. Uh, I, I mentioned this on uh, David's podcast uh they actually went to either WrestleMania 1 or WrestleMania 2, I forget. But I have the WrestleMania 1 program. So I think it was oh, wow. they saw WrestleMania 1 closed circuit and they went to 2 at the Coliseum, I forget. Uh, and then because of my dad's fandom, some of my f- earliest toys were like LJN figures. And it kind of just took off from there where, you know, as I got older, he would buy me wrestling magazines to look at and like play with and draw in. And then I just kept getting LJN figures. I have like strange, vivid memories of being like still like one, two years old where I'm drinking a bottle, but he's walking around with me and WWF superstars is on in the background, like (laughs) things I shouldn't remember. Uh, So like, it's just always been a part of my life. And then, as I got older and started to understand more of it, I just became completely enthralled with it. And uh, the big moment for me uh, was WrestleMania 7, Macho and Ultimate Warrior. That match, I watched that and I like I got teary-eyed as a four-year-old. And I was like, there's something to this more than just wrestling. Like This is like a really important thing to me. Yeah. No, oh, that's great. Um, so, yeah, you kind of... Uh just talked about, you know, your, your collecting, uh, was there, was there a point where, like you said, you know, you kind of inherited collecting LJN figures. Uh, what was the point that you started like getting your own stuff? Like, Oh, you know, this is, this is something I need to get. And, you know, wrestling and non wrestling related, you know, what are some of the things that you were into collecting as a kid? Uh, as far as the wrestling figures go, I was very fortunate to have, um, my grandparents who every time I went there, which was very often, they would hide a different LGN, like brand new figure somewhere in the house that they wanted me to go find. So like that was like a fun little game that built my collection up way more than they probably should have. Uh, but 
Uh, I remember like the Hasbro's being the first things where I was in Toys R Us and like searching through the shelves and trying to find them. I remember, I remember going and looking for a tugboat because I didn't, not that I knew that any of the tugboat lore that would happen later, right. <laughs> yeah. but like he was just such a main character at the time. I wanted there to be a tugboat and I remember just searching through because I didn't know in what series or whatever. So like that was uh, my first memories of collecting wrestling figures. And then beyond wrestling figures, I've always been a big Batman fan. So like I have uh, one Christmas where I got the whole like the Batcave and the, oh, yeah. the 89 cool. Batman and Joker and all that fun stuff. Hell so yeah. that was like a big Christmas for me. But other than that, it's like Christmases and uh, and me searching through Toys R Us's that started building my collection like everybody else. Right. Ah, I love it. Um, so, uh, you know, being that it's the major wrestling figure podcast, uh, what, what was the first, um, being a, just like a fan of wrestling, what was the first time that you saw like Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins as, as wrestlers? Like, were you a fan of them? Did you, you know, what, what was your deal with them? So I actually, uh, I, I started wrestling myself in 2007. So I think I missed Matt and Brian okay. at NYWC by like a year or two. But right before I started training, I started going to NYWC because I had heard of guys like Matt and Brian who, uh, you know, made it to WWE. So I checked out uh, their shows and I saw guys like Trent and and Tony Nese and uh, Dan Barry, like all these guys who were like right on the cusp of being something big. And I saw, you know, I, I probably saw Alex and Johnny didn't even realize it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I started training about a year after that. And in my head, it was always like, Mick Foley was the Long Island example. But then as I started training, more and more guys from the island started getting their breaks. And I got to see like Matt and, and Brian actually debut on TV. And then I was like, okay, these guys are like from down the street from me. Like this is something totally realistic that could happen. Yeah. Where, like I, I see a path now, like this is a doable thing. So I followed their careers once I saw them start popping up on WWE TV because I knew they were Long Island guys. And I was rooting for them because I wanted them to do well because I knew it would help the whole Long Island wrestling community if they did well. Definitely. Yeah, that's that's you know, and that's why we ask those questions. Like there's always such a you know, a fun answer to come with it. You know, a lot of times it's most people are like, Oh yeah, you know, I I I discovered the woo woo guy. Um <laughs> but it, it's really cool to like you were kind of like on those parallel paths you know, they were, you know, maybe a couple of years before you, but, um, yeah, that's, that's really neat to hear that. Like you were just like, just that step behind them and, and so closely connected in a way, uh, that that's, that's an interesting story for it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, it's always been important for me to see them succeed in whatever they're doing because it feels like it is so close to home, mm -hmm. you know, how close they are connected to all of this, you know, the wrestling, the podcast stuff, it's all like a very tight knit community and it's like yeah. a niche inside of a niche. Mm -hmm. So like if, <laughs> if you see someone who can succeed at wrestling and they're also from down the street from you, it just makes it feel so much more doable. And like, it, it feels like you're right on the cusp of it. Right. Yeah. Definitely understand what you're saying. You know, I mean, for me, just being a fan, you know, watching guys like you, um, you know, Matt and Brian and, you know, even guys, you know, Undertaker, Hogan, anybody, you know, just from being a kid. And I remember like, God, I just want to be a wrestler so bad. It would be so awesome. And, and unfortunately I never, you know, pursued it or, you know, tried because I, I didn't know what to do. And, you know, realistically, if you just 
just go do it. You know, that's all you got to do and, and try. You, you can succeed. And, you know, not everybody's going to make it. Of course, that's not going to happen. But, you know, uh, it's just cool to see someone, you know, like yourself that, you know, you had this dream and, you know, you've always been, you know, associated with wrestling basically your whole life. And it was just kind of like that was the path that was shown for you. And it's just really cool to see guys like you just just going and doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, and really, sure. really, uh, you know, that that's awesome. And, you know, we, we, us three are definitely living vicariously through you, you know what I mean? And, uh, <laughs> it's awesome to see, see, you know, watch that and, you know, still be able to be a fan, but also being able to be this close and being able to actually reach out and, and speak with you and everything. So it's really cool. And, and again, we definitely, you know, appreciate you coming on here and, and joining uh, us. So thank for you. Sure, for sure. And like you said, living vicariously through me, like I get to live vicariously through my friends who are, you know, on the next level of success. So right. like, like I said, like, we're all connected here. You're yeah. living through me. I'm living through them. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. it, this helps com- make this whole community, which is the reason we're here. Yeah, definitely. for sure. Definitely. It's definitely a, a big inspiration to me. You know, uh, I, I don't know if, you know, these guys all know, but I am thinking about, well, I'm not thinking I'm going to sign up for, for Creative Pro. Um, I'm just saving up the money. I, I went to the open house a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, it, you know, it's been something I've always wanted to do as a kid, but it's like Jake said, it's like, how, I don't, I didn't know how to like get into it. And, you know, this opportunity happened. So I'm, I'm like looking at you and your career and and taking notes and like, Oh, what do I do? Like I should do this. Like don't follow it exactly. Cause it's uh, (laughs) 15 years long right now. (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. And I I mean, I'm a, I'm a little older, um, but you know, may not look like it, but I'm a little older. So it's like, um, baby face is the youngest one here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I'm, you know, I'm just trying to like, just do it as soon as possible. So, you know, the years don't, you know, catch up on me and everything. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, there's no, like, there's no exact blueprint that you have to follow. So it doesn't matter when you get in, as long as you're putting in the effort and giving it everything that you've got while you're doing it, it doesn't matter how old you are or how late you started or how early you started. It's just about what you put into it. 100%. 100%. Absolutely. I'm I'm ready to do it. I'm 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 ready. <laughs> <laughs> um so you said that you started training in 2007, um correct? Or right around yes. there? Okay. I had to I had to think about it, but yes, that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> um so uh was it kind of like a like a maybe maybe not exactly the same, but like Mark, you know, Sterling, he uh he trained for a while. And then kind of like retrained going to create a pro. And obviously you are a big part of create a pro. Um, did you, what was your path into like going into create a pro? Like, or did you kind of start retraining there or did you kind of just join it as like an organization or what's the deal with that? So what happened with me, uh, I was wrestling for victory pro wrestling. That's where I'm sorry. That's where I trained out of, uh, with, uh, Ricky Reyes. And, uh, I want to say like, I think cap opened in what 2014 so like around 2012 2013 i was kind of getting frustrated with victory pro wrestling ricky wasn't around anymore to train and i felt like i needed something different like i needed some kind of a change because i felt like i had gone as far as i was going to go without making some sort of big move so i was actually thinking about either stopping wrestling altogether or finding somewhere else to go that i can call home because i was so frustrated by the path that i was on so I actually went to the original open house for Creative Pro, and I had known Pat from the Indies, uh, you know, Medium. He had done a couple shows where he was like the owner or the booker or whatever. Uh, so I knew him, but not like friendly with him. And then uh, I met Brian that night for the first time, 
And just the the look of the place, the feel of it, the whole atmosphere of Creative Pro. I went up to both of them afterwards and I said, hey, I'm going to start coming down here, I think. Uh, and so I started going down to like the open ring where, you you know, it was like NYWC guys, VPW guys, uh, new students looking to like just get a little extra time in. And we'd all get in the ring and just kind of mess around. And then I, I want to say maybe after a year of doing that, uh, the original trainers were Pat Buck, Brian Myers, and Alex Reynolds was like an alternate if like he couldn't, if Brian or Pat weren't around or whatever. So uh, Alex couldn't uh, do the training as much anymore. So they asked me to come on as the third trainer for a little bit. Uh, so I had probably like a year, year and a half where I was consistently training people down there, uh, which was like uh, such a cool thing because yeah. A, you don't realize why you know things or like how well you know things until you have to explain it to other people. And yeah. then sometimes in explaining it to other people, a kind of a light bulb goes off in your head. And it's like, oh, that's why I do this. And it's like all these mm. unconscious things that I hadn't thought about for so long kind of became fresh and new again, while also having all of these blank slates that you can kind of, you can look at them and then come up with ideas for yourself or like, oh, this is why we do X, Y, and Z. So why couldn't I do this? And it kind of like gets the whole, the juices flowing again to be more creative. Uh, so like being able to, actually train people again, I think helped me a lot. That's why I, I credit so much uh, to Creative Pro, not just for the opportunities that Pat and Brian have given me, but I feel like since I have been there and been able to help people out, it has helped me tremendously, like more than Damn. I think I ever realized it would. Damn. Nice. That's really, really cool. Um, just a quick, uh, quick question off of that. Um, you had said that, you know, you'd kind of actually thought about quitting. Uh, wrestling. If you did quit wrestling, what do you think you'd be doing now? So I do have a shoot job, so I'd still okay. be miserable at my shoot job. Uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I never really thought about it like that. Like what's next? Mm -hmm. um, right. For me, the what's next was always wrestling. And it just felt like it was never coming to the next point. It was never, I was never reaching a checkpoint. Yeah. Um, so you just kept running into like a brick wall, you know, and it's yeah, just, it, just, it seemed like know. I was wheels and nothing could really get off the ground. Uh, and then like, so I think it was 2015, I did my first like WWE extra work okay. and I was like, it, I did it in January. It was, uh, December 28th or something like that. And all of December, I was kind of thinking of new year's resolutions and I was kind of thinking like, okay, my new year's resolution is going to be the next year coming is the last mm -hmm. year I'm wrestling. And then if nothing happens, I'm done. And then I got the WWE extra work and I was like, oh, well, damn, I'm closer than I've ever been to being where I want to be. Yeah. So that like motivated me a little bit. And then it was like, okay, you have two or three extra works the next year. And it's like, all right, well, I was thinking this was going to be the last year if nothing happened, but I'm a little bit closer now. So I got to keep going. And then it was like, here's a match on 205 Live. Oh, I can't stop now. I got to keep going. Here's a match on Raw. Okay, well, I'm not stopping now. So yeah. like I, I started hitting these checkpoints that I had not hit before. And right. then also, you know, that's one side of it. Like I'll get to do the WWE stuff, but then also mm -hmm. like because I'm – uh, resharpening myself and my skills, doing all the stuff with Creative Pro, I, right. I felt like things were starting to take off a little bit more on the independent scene as well. Sure. So, like, then the conversation became: Do I stop my shoot job? Do I put all of uh, myself into wrestling? And that was the decision going into 2020, where my wife and I said, uh, "Okay, if uh, January and February go really well, you can mm -hmm. quit your job." Luckily, I didn't. Yeah, because <laughs> you know that yeah. little global pandemic we're all living through. Yep. But, yeah. So as far as what I would do without wrestling, I don't know. Probably be miserable. So luckily, right. I'm there. <laughs> yes. 
So uh, you you said you did some WWE work, and I I don't know exactly how it's possible currently with the the way the WWE network has just changed. But if people wanted to go back and search, like you know VSK two hundred five live or whatever, what what were like some of the things that you did that they could uh, go back and watch if they didn't so, know? So I had a match. This is this is sounds silly that I don't know what it was. It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think it was uh, April eighteenth of twenty eighteen. I had a match on two hundred five live. I was just Vinny Scalisi. That's what the mm-hmm. S stands for in VSK. Uh, oh. And then uh, I have the date right here. If you if you want to, uh, yeah, please <laughs> don't make me struggle here. <laughs> April seventeenth, twenty eighteen. Uh, was it Brian Kendrick, Gentleman Jack Gallagher? Right. Yes. Wow. Yes. Tr- uh, triple threat? Uh, no, it was a, a tag match. My partner was Kevin Tibbs, who did the commentary for FWR. Oh, nice. Okay. And then yeah, that's I was, really cool. I, I did a match on Raw against uh, the Viking Raiders in June. Oh, no, June or July of 2019. July uh, that, 15th. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are really important dates to me that actually mean a lot. I should know them, but I don't. <laughs> uh, so, who was your tag partner then? Uh, for that one, it was actually Creative Pro students, uh, Jack Tomlinson. Okay. Uh, he's like one of the newest uh, students. Uh, he and I had a tag match. Uh, I took that. They do like a German suplex clothesline combo. Yes. They uh, let go of me too early or too late, whichever it was. And I landed on my shoulder and separated my collarbone. Ooh. So it went from being Damn. like the coolest moment of my life because it was at the Nassau Coliseum, which is mm. 20 minutes down the street from right. me where I went to see every event. I watched every Islander game there where I'm a season ticket holder. So it was like, holy crap, I am <sighs> at this place that I've been my entire life. I'm wrestling yeah. a match in front of, you know, 13, 14,000 people. And then all of a sudden I'm laying on the ground. And I'm like, oh, my uh, God, I can't move my arm. Oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I don't know if if this is something people would want to know, but I suppose the slight inner workings of the business. Um, after something like that happens, like what 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 happens? You go back and you're talking to WWE doctors, or or do you just go home? Like I gotta go to the hospital. <laughs> uh, so actually, it, I say this all the time. Like I haven't been injured many times in wrestling, mm-hmm. but this was definitely the worst injury that I've ever had. Sure. And I say all the time, thank God it happened at WWE. Uh, as soon as I landed, I grabbed my shoulder. It felt like my uh, collarbone was like touching my ear. It was so freaky. Damn. I looked over at the ref and I said, I separated my shoulder. I can't move. So he said, okay, just stay there. He like made sure that I was away from everything. As soon as the bell rung, the doctor and the referee came over and checked on me, helped me roll out of the ring took me straight from the ring to the medic room in the back, got me an ultrasound, got me an ice, gave me uh, like a Tylenol shot. And like, we're like, okay, let us know what you need and we're going to help you out. So it was honestly, like I said, the best thing, the best place to get injured was there because of how right. well they took care of me. No, that's they, awesome. They yeah. gave me recommendations of what doctors to see and how to follow up. Oh, with that's everything. really cool. Uh, you know, so it, it was very good. And that was the second to last or third to last time that I was there. So I had been working with WWE at this point for probably like four years doing extra work. So mm-hmm. most people there knew me. So I think that helped out a lot as well. It wasn't like I was just some random guy. Not, not that I don't think they would have taken care of some random guy. But sure. I definitely think that my face being known there and people knowing who I was helped them you know, take care of me a little bit more. Very cool. I love it. 
Um, yeah. Uh, and then you've done like some AEW work as well. Um, Husbar, you've, you've, you've got that list too, right? (laughs) Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I, you started off on dark, right? And then you did an episode of dynamite and then it's been on darks ever since. Correct. Yes. Um, are you, now, are you like officially signed with them or are no. you? No, I, I want it to happen. <laughs> I, me too. Believe me. That's what, th- right now. That's the, the path that I'm trying to pursue the most. Um, it's very strange because WWE has always been my dream. Uh, and not to say that's not, but right now I see a very clear path to this really fun thing that is AEW, where yeah. a lot of my friends and people I've, I've known for years, people I've trained are there. And every time I get to go down there, it's just such a really fun time. And it's like, it doesn't feel like it's work by any means, even though it's, you know, sometimes 16 hour days of filming matches and clapping for matches. It's hanging out with your friends. Uh, Oh, so you've, you've been used as like the 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 crowd extra. Yeah. yeah, Everyone who goes down does the crowd stuff. Even like everyone will have a match, but then they also are sent into the crowd. So it's like, like we'll need to get you a MWO shirt to sit in the crowd. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) One time I wore my uh, Hawkins and Ryder here shirt, uh, but under something, and okay. I was just like, I wonder if anyone will notice. <laughs> also, I'm trying to not ruffle any feathers. Right, right, right. <laughs> so what's uh, it like hanging out with Billy Gunn in the audience? <laughs> so I, so one of the matches uh, was uh, me and two other people against Billy Gunn and his kids that were oh, on guard. Sure. The gun club, yeah. So before that, it was just like he was in his own little world. Like, he, you know, he interacts with people, but, you know, he's friends with and he'll talk to his sons and everybody else is kind of yeah. just like whatever right. uh then we got to have the match and now it's like oh i can joke around with billy gunn and we can have a conversation about that. that's cool so it, like again the camaraderie just from wrestling people it, it helps uh deepen the relationships a lot more because you are trusting each other with your lives yeah so uh we have like had a little fun chats and the last time i was there he was uh, staring me down and muttering stuff <laughs> under his breath as like a little joke every time he passed me. So it's just like, you know, oh, I'm friends with Billy Gunn now. You know, it's a cool <laughs> little thing that you get to say, even though it's maybe not 100% true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's funny. I was like, I was kind of just joking about it too. It's like, hey, I, you know, like you always see him in the yeah. crowd. So. Yeah, like his uh, um, Austin Gunn mm-hmm. is like the leader of the crowd. Like he starts oh, all wow. of the chants. And he like he helps hype everybody up and like he'll he'll kind of direct like oh we gotta we gotta get more excited guys so like yeah. they have like their own little job as as the crowd That's it's pretty cool, cool. it's kind of neat you know yeah. I I guess uh, you know just even as fans you know we all learn different things about. Mm-hmm you know, how things work and, and, you know, that, that's kind of all, you know, because like you mentioned earlier, the pandemic and, you know, like trying AEW, trying to have a crowd that's, that's kind of like unheard of territory of like, how does all that work? So that's kind of neat to hear. It's very weird. It's like, it just (laughs) the whole no crowd wrestling thing. uh, This is the first time I've ever wrestled for no crowd. And that is a, a, a mind f. I don't know if we can curse, but yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, you can. It's a mind fuck. Like it's so <laughs> insane because like you're trying all these things for a crowd, but there's no crowd. There's no feedback of what you're doing, and right. it's just like, okay, I hope this is good. Like, I don't, yeah. yeah, you don't know if it's good or bad. It's like, <laughs> well, I like that. I don't know if anyone else. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the um the biggest thing I wanted to ask you about AEW was um 
you know, you touched upon it that, you know, you got to hang out with a lot of your old, you know, cap, you know, friends and everything. But specifically this one match um, on February 4th of uh, this year, you were tagged with Eric James and you faced Alex Reynolds and John Silver. How how was that? you know, for you again to, it was kind of like a little cap reunion. How, how was that for you? <laughs> uh, so that's actually, that match is super special to me because uh, Eric is my best friend in real life. Cool. Uh, he and I have been training together for pretty much the entire time that I've been training. I think he started maybe a few months after me. Uh, we were also a tag team on the Indies for years. Uh, we were Adrenaline Express and we actually feuded, if you can believe this, with the Young Bucks <laughs> and beat wow. them for oh, wow. tag team championships for a year before they wow. finally beat us for them. So like all of that stuff, like culminating at AW, the young bucks company yeah. was like mind blowing. And then like, <laughs> I've known Alex and Johnny, my entire wrestling career. Every time I go down to AW, uh, I stay with Alex. So like, he's one of my closest friends. Uh, Johnny and I have been, you know, very close friends for the past, like five, six years, like where we would go out and hang out and drink together every weekend for the past, you know, pre pandemic. So like, these are three of my closest real life friends who I get to share a wrestling ring with and just have like so much fun with. So that match is like a super special, just, Hey, we would be doing this if you weren't paying us, if there wasn't a crowd here, like it's just us having so much fun. Right. Luckily they did. Pass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What, um, so I, my first experience seeing you live was, uh, the Russell Pro shows. Um, I went to the two last year. I think it was like August and September. Um, you know, can you, can you go through the process of, of doing those shows kind of it, during a pandemic? Cause, you know, that was like, you know, I didn't expect to ever go to a wrestling show during the pandemic with everything. So what, what was like, and those, yeah, those were kind of some early ones, right? Yeah. So the I, I think that the either the January or the February was like actually a very big show as well in in Rahway, uh, where it was like a lot of people, but it wasn't really a thought yet that there were a lot of people on top of each other. Uh, but it, it sucks. <laughs> it was one of those things where uh, Russell Pro as well as Creative Pro they were rolling and they were you know setting up some big things for the next couple months. Like I knew uh, the direction that I was going to be going, and I was very excited about it. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, okay, we're taking a break, and we don't know when we're coming back. Uh, luckily, mm. Russell was able to do outdoor shows uh, because of a venue that they use that has both indoor and outdoor uh, capability. So that was one of my first matches back, actually, uh, was at Russell Pro. I think it was in uh, June or July of, of this past year. Uh, and that was like such a, a great just return to being in front of a crowd and sure. having that instant feedback and having it feel like it's not the weird thing about wrestling to no one, it feels kind of almost like selfish where like, mm -hmm. you're supposed to be doing it for these people, but they're not there. So who right. are we doing it for? Yeah. So it's nice right. to be doing it in front of a crowd and getting those reactions that you're aiming for and just hearing the, the feedback of it. Like yeah. I said, so Russell pro has been really cool and they've been, uh, they've been very good to me for the last two years. So I'm excited to see how we can kind of get back on track. Once things start to hopefully soon go back to normal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it was just weird. Like, you know, how many like stars they get for those shows? Like I never would have thought like, you know, like between you and, you know, I, I saw Eric James for the first time, I, you know, uh, uh, Pillman Jr. Uh, Heath, you know, and then Brian, of course, but it, it's crazy. Like, 
you know, getting to see some of these big stars at, at like indie shows. It's, it's, it was, it was great. Pro shows. um, They're very, they're very special because they get to bring in the local independent guys of, of varying, you know, popularities or or uh, statures. But then they also always have these bigger stars, whether it be for a match, for uh, just an autograph signing. So you really, it checks all the boxes if you're a wrestling fan. If you don't know any new people, but you know Heath Slater or Brian Myers from TV, then you go down to the show and then you get introduced to all these new people. If you go because you are a VSK fan and you like seeing my matches, then you know bonus that you get to see these guys from TV and you're also seeing these new people that are up and coming in the Russell Pro School or the Creative Pro School and you get to learn about these new guys and kind of see the start of their journey. So it's just it's a cool melting pot of everyone's experience level and I, I think it gives the fans uh, of like any fandom something to to be there and be excited for. Absolutely. Absolutely. I got the chains uh, put on me from uh, Max Caster. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> um, so, I don't know, like, you know, we're all wrestling fans. It's fun to geek out over stuff. And and you mentioned earlier, you know, like you've got Hicken's Bottom, which I <laughs> yeah. just think is just the greatest name ever. That's basically <laughs> like the name for your, I don't know, man cave or whatever. Yeah, correct? exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, if, he, if he doesn't make me some sort of sign that says Hicken's Bottom, I'm going to be very upset. That better be <laughs> in my stocking for Christmas this coming year. There you go. Um, but so you are a very big Shawn Michaels fan. All of us yes. are yeah, really um, um, to varying degrees. He's, you know, if not our favorite, you know, really close. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things that I, I get, uh, you know, uh, mentioned about or whatever is I have like around 50 Shawn Michaels figures, but you like, do you even have a number, like a, no. a rough guess of like, it's a lot, right? It, it's a lot, and the problem is he keeps growing because Brian is a bully, and he'll send me <laughs> stuff on eBay at two in the morning and be like, "You gotta buy this," and I, I have a hard time saying no a lot of the time. <laughs> um, I Do you saw... want to say no to that new bald one coming? Yeah, I was out? just gonna say, <laughs> guys, the interview is going really well, and I'm sorry that we had to hit that at one point. Uh, so I haven't pre-ordered it. Yeah, uh, I don't want to buy it. But it will eventually. Yeah, it'll be there. But it's going to be tucked away in the back. It's right. not yes. going to be up front and center I, by any means. You know, Yikes. as far as wrestling uh, retirements go, like I, you know, I don't ever take any. Uh, I don't know. Like I don't believe it. I know someone's going to come back at some point. But he um, made it so long with Sean. With Sean, though, I, I, I was like, no, he's the one with the yeah. integrity to yeah. not do it. His little like show right. up and do a super kick or something that's cool i'm down with yeah. that and he oh, went man. out on he's, a perfect he's, note too he's yeah, got yeah. that he's got this match oh no yeah. oh no he's bald oh no <laughs> <laughs> i uh i didn't even watch that but, match because it was you know it was the funny yeah. show so i didn't watch it live i should say yeah. i was yeah. at work and uh we do have oh, a yeah. creative pro uh group chat so the people who were not working at the time were writing in the group like oh my god this is horrible <laughs> Oh my God, he's bald. Oh my God, why is Kane's mask falling off? His hair fell off too. Oh my God, I'm just like, I'm sitting there like, I have to watch this match because it's right. Yeah, yeah. But I am going to hate watch it where I'm so angry the entire time. Right. And I was. (laughs) But with all that being said, 
I kind of advocated like we needed this figure. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, know so I have I have the WrestleMania 26. They put out a basic uh, WrestleMania 26 Toys R Us mm. exclusive. Mm. So I have that. And that's like the end for me of the Shawn Michaels collection, because I have my uh, displays in chronological order so yes. I can plug in people wherever. Cool. But like the last figure is the Shawn Michaels uh, WrestleMania 26 attire. Right. Yeah. And now I have to put a little bald man in front of it who vaguely looks like Shawn Michaels. <laughs> and it's so upsetting. It is. Or people are saying John Travolta. It looks like yeah, John yeah. Travolta. Yeah. John Travolta was really good. <laughs> oh, no. I, I know. It's, it is, it's pretty funny. Like I said, I, being being the Sean fan that I am, it's like as much as I don't like it, it it's like it, it needed to be depicted, I guess. <laughs> I guess. It, I mean, I obviously I'm in the minority here. I mean, it took them what three years now to, to get that figure out. So there must've been a lot of hurdles of people saying, no, please don't. No, please don't. Well, yeah, Until finally like, they snuck it in. They're like, yeah, maybe they won't even notice. You would think that's something they're trying to make people forget about, you know? Exactly. And, I mean, yeah. that's why they came. That's why they got rid of the network and came out with Peacock so they can get rid of that. You know? Oh, that's actually and, uh, yeah. That's <laughs> the thing that I've heard that makes sense of why the network is gone. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, but, let me ask uh, you this: What's your favorite? Shawn Michaels figure since that one's probably gonna be your least favorite. What's your favorite? <laughs> Is that uh, one going to Duke? Oh no, no. Uh, he's gonna be in the collection. Uh but he'll be closest to Duke. Uh, right. <laughs> I, the uh the ringside exclusive boy toy one mm-hmm. uh yeah. is one of the oh, best cool. ones by far. Uh I think the ultimate Sean is the best likeness yeah. that Mattel has ever got of him. And like just the accessories that come with her are so unbelievable. But like my favorite and maybe it's a sentimental thing, is the WrestleMania 14 one. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I like that. I don't know why. That figure is in front of, the, like, I have a 97, 98 shelf, and that figure is right in the front. I think the the head sculpt is really good. I love mm-hmm. that attire. And, like, even though I think the Ultimate is a better figure, I like sure. the uh, the DX uh, in, your ho- yeah. in your house, the DX uh, WrestleMania one. Yeah. Husvar actually is the one that smartened me up to it. I have the one without the belly hair. Yes. Yeah, there's there's a variant. Yeah, there's one oh, with it. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, yeah. It's got the, the belly hair in it. <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll look in a minute, but I have all, I'll have to go downstairs and see what's going on here. So yeah. I'll have to check what? out picking the bottom and see how hairy oh, it is. Yeah. Right. So, um, Husvar, you, you fill us in on, on what the detail was with that. So I had, you know, I, I was starting to get. Shawn Michaels elites. I, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan too. So I, you know, I wanted to get a, a nice collection of them. So I, I bought one from, I think it was Joe Vin, um, from the group. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he brought up something about that. There was two of them. And I was like, how are there two? Like, there's no variants of them. He's like, yeah, there's one with belly hair and there's one without belly hair. So I looked at mine and mine's of course the one without belly hair. Oh, you need and- belly hair. You need the belly hair because it's more accurate. Yeah. You're making yeah. me so nervous right now. I'm listening, but I am looking at my phone. For the <laughs> no, 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 you're, you're fine. Uh, so it's actually and, and not to. VSK to, is googling Shawn Michaels' belly hair right now. No, I'm looking up. I'm looking at my collection. Oh, yours. What I have. And but not to uh, make it, the title, so you can't see. Yeah. Exactly. Now I'm freaking out. Yep. And not to make it worse for you, but apparently the belly hair one is harder to find. Oh yeah. So, oh, great. Uh, great. Right. And, and so. Well, I that's actually the one I have. 
Of course. I have the one without the belly hair. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. And and Husfar's like, yeah, they realized that they needed it. Mm-hmm. So they did a running change, but that was like a little it was bit towards later. the end. Yeah. So, so there's not there's less as of those. many out there. Guys, so. I, I don't want to spend any more money today okay like <laughs> this is not the news i wanted to hear hey good good thing you kept your job <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah man that ultimate i uh i've been trying to get billy to get it <laughs> i it's one of oh, those man, things where I, I have yeah. the jacks version mm-hmm. and i only have you know so much money and so much real estate and i was like i already have this version obviously the mattel and ultimate even is going to be a better version but it's like i have this one and then like it just started going up and up and up in price and i'm like oh man i'm not i'm not gonna try Uh, and brian myers you like he does me (laughs) but i should probably try and get ultimate the entrance gear is such a better quality amazing yeah no i know it's like the others that plastic or whatever it's like it's like Mm -hmm. barely plastic And then the uh, head scan that they have on it, he's got like scruffy hair uh, for the Jax one. Yeah. The scruffy beard, I'm sorry. And he did not have a beard in that match. And he has the perfectly depicted haircut and uh, face on that Mattel. But I did just see that they're like over $200 now. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. Those ultimates, I mean, if like if you don't get them right away, like they're crazy. Like I know that that Brett, the Brett Hart's insane. Mm -hmm. The ultimate warriors impossible. Even the Triple H is going up. Wow, I'm, that's so weird. Yeah, it's it's nuts. I, I don't know why out of any of them, people are are going nuts for them. I guess for I that think, ultimate name. I think people <laughs> thought they were just going to be peg warmers, really. You know, I mean, because it, well, it, it you know, 30, 35 bucks. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh, you know, there's just I think just a high demand for them now. You know, because you can't get them anymore. So that's I just, just, I mean, just like with anything, you know. Yeah, I just Is got there... my oh, go away, so I'm very excited for that. Sorry for what? The Macho and Edge Ultimates. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, my, I'm I'll still be checking the mail every day for those now. <laughs> right, my uh, my my wife doesn't know. I'm trying to stay quiet. She's a big Edge <laughs> fan, and I ordered that Ultimate, oh, and awesome. it's uh, it's gonna be here. Well, the day before this episode drops, I oh, believe. Sweet. So very cool. Pretty excited. It'll be my first Ultimate. Oh wow. Nice. Yeah. yeah, my well, wife. She ordered the uh, the new Macho Man Ultimate and then the uh, Ultimate Warrior from uh, Mania Twelve for me. But she like ordered them back in like January, and we still haven't ha- got them yet. So same with me. They yeah. you know they pushed it back. So with Ringside, you have to wait yeah. until they both well, come in the stock. Pro- <laughs> the problem is um, I'm moving soon, so oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I might might have to send an email and like the uh, shipping address. <laughs> you, you might have some connections in this group to just talk to uh, Ringside C yeah. about uh, yeah, things like that. With your Sean collection, is there is there any that you just like, obviously you don't have every single Sean figure, but yeah. um, is there any that you're just like, man, like I can't find this one or I wish I had this one or... Uh, um there's definitely something that i know i will never have um the awa remco one Mm, i have it but i don't i don't have the shirt and i don't have the glasses Mm -hmm. and anytime one like it's a safe search on ebay but every time one pops up it's like five hundred dollars or something insane like that so i'm just like okay i'm happy with my (laughs) you you know know, shirtless version of it it's okay (laughs) i I want one 
even if it was like you said, without the shirt, without the glasses, yeah. I'd I'd be okay with that. How much exactly, do those yeah. run? I'm sure so, it's still not cheap. I got it uh, in April of 2020 for 140, I think. Yeah, yeah. But it's you know it's a little scuffed up, obviously. Like sure. It's, in, it's not in the best condition, but I think it's just cool to say I have Shawn Michaels yeah. rookie figure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not a PSA 10. But I didn't know that was a thing until I started listening to the podcast, so it's fine. It's a VSK-6. Exactly. <laughs> well, I, I love that. I know Billy has it, but do you have the flocked Shawn Michaels? <laughs> I do. I do. He's not, he's not prominently displayed, but I do have yeah. him in my collection. I had to put that up front. It's just so weird. It is so weird. And I'm so scared. Like he's uh, All my stuff is uh, behind uh, glass protector, you know, sure. like in, the, in the details. Oh, details. Yeah. But, but I am very afraid of that chest hair collecting dust, which is such a strange concern mm. to have oh. for a wrestling figure. I don't. I don't want to think about that. You. You don't want your your flocked Shawn Michaels chest yeah. to get dust in it. You need to find out if you have the belly hair Shawn Michaels. This is All way right. more body hair talk than I thought we'd be having. Yeah. Do you have the Playgirl magazine? I do not. No. Damn do it. Just, it's, it's, do everyone? Everyone just said, "Yeah, me either. Me either." <laughs> Luckily, it's not a figure. Uh, so I don't yeah. You collect oh, all the magazines with I Sean. I do, I do, I do. But so, <laughs> all right. Well, you got me there. My Two my things display, you need to buy. Yeah, <laughs> display in my basement is all the WWE magazine covers. Right. Uh, I don't have a special spot for the Playgirl uh, and miscellaneous covers. <laughs> That'll be by the bald Sean. Or yeah, under, yeah. The, under the uh, sofa cushion. <laughs> yeah. The, oh. the things I can't explain to my family. all right um so i guess uh just to move on from sean a little bit um what uh, it's going south and all all the all the hairiness of it um or or you know for the upcoming figure lack lack thereof thereof, um and hopefully not your your wrestlemania 14 um anyway um what would what would you say like after sean is like I, I've seen the videos and stuff, um, you know, where you have like your your major shelf and you have like classics and and. But well, after Sean, what would you consider like your next big part of your collection? Uh, for me, I, I'd say probably um, my two big things right now. I have a Macho shelf, which is all the Macho Mattels, and then the Macho Hasbro's. Because, uh, like I was saying earlier, the Macho Ultimate Warrior match is really like what cemented my fandom. So he's been a big influence for me. Uh, and I have right up front the Mattel, Macho, and Ultimate Warrior from WrestleMania Defining 7 moments. figures. Yep. So those are like the centerpiece of that shelf. Uh, and then I also have um, a shelf of the new generation because even though it's like not a great time for wrestling, uh, right. you know, creatively or whatever, like it's yeah. not the best matches or characters, that's like the stuff that I grew up on. Yeah. Where I was yeah. exactly. Yeah. And it's like when Same here. Michaels is taking off more than anybody and I'm falling more and more in love with the character and Bret yeah. Hart's putting on all these matches. And like, that's the time that like, if I'm just looking to throw something on my TV back when oh, there yeah. was a network, I'm going to, I'm going to throw on something from the new gen. And yeah, like nice. when it starts to spill over into attitude era, that's where I start to get, you know, less of a connection because right. once Sean left, I like didn't have a favorite wrestler for years. Mm. I didn't have like someone that I was tuning in every week for. It was because I loved wrestling, but like my guy was gone. Yeah, so, I didn't have that same like connection. Yeah. Sure. 
Um, so uh, I mentioned earlier, you know, you were on David C. Anderson podcast, Chat Em Up. It's a very good podcast, by the way. So check that mm-hmm. out um, as kind of a before FWF. So let's get into a little after FWF. <laughs> uh, guys, I have not been to Matt's house. I have not Windexed the belt. I am not the broski of the week, and I am still the Creator Pro Champion. Who would have thought? Who would have <laughs> um, First off, that match was fantastic. Yes. Um, just Thank just you. the match itself was yeah. great. Um, yeah. And then all this craziness ensued. <laughs> and then the lights go out. <laughs> and the yeah. lights go out. Um, now, as I mentioned... What up, dude? In, <laughs> as I mentioned in my <laughs> intro, you know, I... I uh, I loosely work for Matt on the turmoil brand as the, the music guy. Um, and I was just uh broski of the week. So, you know, obviously like I'm a Matt guy, but congrats, like, man, you know, <laughs> Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, Billy Windex Peck. That's your name. <laughs> I will show up and I will Windex those. Titles. I'm sure you would. It just won't be the create a pro title. Unfortunately. Nope, right. um, nope. No, um, but no, um, how so what did you like call his buddies you know you knew that he had like a falling out with uh with his um uh z true long island story folks and you know what you call him in you call sunil like what what what, what's all this i have never spoken to mitch or sunil in my life uh (laughs) (laughs) those guys just happened to be there that day uh like i said uh i I think i tweeted this somewhere i don't know i've been active on twitter since matt's been very active uh, attacking me yeah there's so Uh, much uh, stuff to follow though (laughs) oh yeah it it is not my fault that every single person that matt has ever interacted with in his life hates him so he's got a lot of enemies and they all heard he was doing a show and decided to show up and try and ruin it for him i was gonna do it myself but you know i appreciate the help and and you did you did say you're like you know rory may have had his own agenda but at the end of the day you are the one that put him down it was a super kick and a dude buster not a exploding tights middle finger that put him down (laughs) <laughs> and Rory was choking him and then you stopped Rory and then you jumped on him and started pouncing him again. Yeah, and yeah. Just... I remembered how my tights are ruined because of Matt's blood yeah. all over them and I got pretty upset. Well, yeah. it's I mean, technically that's your fault though. You threw him into that uh that picture frame. You know what? Sometimes I forget how strong I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and I I don't know though like I I smell collusion. Oh, big time. <laughs> I mean, Listen, I thought that I was being colluded against when, uh, you know, I got there and a referee named John was there. Uh, you know, my only interactions with a referee named John is him telling me that I'm going to go be a medic uh, at Monday Night Raw, you know? Right. He's not, he's not looking out for my best interest at all times in wrestling. Yeah. But, like, I just, I remember you talking on DCA's podcast and the little interactions with Rory on, you know, on through Twitter. You know, it's like, I don't know why Matt hates that guy. You know, he seems pretty cool to me. He does. And and then, and then, (laughs) and then you work together. Uh, I I think, again, I don't know if we necessarily work together. I did smash him in the head with the Creative Pro belt. Uh, yeah. Maybe <laughs> I knocked some sense into him. True. Well, maybe. Uh, oh, okay. That okay. That does but, make sense. You know, we both had the same goal. We didn't want Matt to win that match. We weren't yeah. necessarily working together, but we both had the same endpoint, and we got there. That's right. Yeah. Um, the enemy okay. of my enemy is my friend. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it turns out Roy Fox is a pretty cool guy, so he's not my enemy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, what, uh, what did you think of the rest of FWF? You know, it's a lot of people that you, uh, worked with, you know, a lot of creative pro people. Um, I don't know what, what, what were your thoughts on, on the rest of the show? Some of us got to see the, uh, behind the scenes vlog of, mm-hmm. of putting it all together. And, um, I don't know. What was it like being part of an event like this, uh, a show that is at its base put together based on wrestling figures come to, comes to life. <laughs> what, what, what's your thoughts on being part of something like that? It, it's really cool. Cause I've known, you know, like, I, like I've said, I've known Brian for, you know, five, six years now. And yeah. I know that like when he is passionate about something and he puts his all into it, it's going to be something important. You know, he doesn't, even though he's bare minimum, Brian, like he puts <laughs> his whole heart into stuff when he believes in it. And very obviously Matt and Brian both very much believed in this. And I think because of the community that, you know, they have built, this is a very big stage for everybody. Um, So it it was very cool to get to see like a guy like Eric James, who he's like, it was a fantastic singer, by the way. Yeah. Like he (laughs) legitimately has an album. You can't get it anymore, but like he had an album out for a little while. Like he was at one time, both doing the wrestling and the singing as career paths. So like, it's really cool to see, where right before the pandemic, he was like getting to that point where he was almost at the tipping point to like break out. And then, you know, everything happened and then it's like a reset. But now, you know, maybe I'm biased because I'm a part of it and I'm a part of the community. But I think this community of wrestling fans kind of can help build someone up and help them get over that hump and at least get their name out there and get, you know, a little more, uh, uh, a little more eyes on them. So it's really cool to see Eric have a match with Swaggle where, you know, it's like people may be seeing him for the first time and they're like, right. oh, this guy's really good. I'm going to invest myself in what he's doing now. Yeah, and then guys right. like Bear Country who, you know, I, I've known Joe since literally his first day of training. So it's really cool to see him, Joe Bear Bronson. So it's really cool to see him go from a student to AW to winning tag titles from Brian on this show. It's, yeah. it's just like the progressions of everybody as well as seeing like uh philip cardigan who another guy he's from yeah. victory pro wrestling uh before creative pro was even a thing uh i i've known him for years and years and to see how much he has changed and evolved it's a really mm-hmm. cool you know and again i think this platform this this stage that everybody gets to do their thing on it's like it's almost as, as big as like any WrestleMania weekend show for the Indies pre pandemic, where it's like, these are the breakout people. These are the guys who are having great showings at these important shows. That's what I feel like this is. This is an important show that hopefully everybody gets like a little kickstart to their year from. Oh yeah. Nice. Um, uh, so, uh, you, you mentioned, you know, earlier, like the NYCC, uh, you know, group, whatever, <laughs> you know, back then. Oh, um, NYWC. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, um, what, uh, you, let's see, where am I going with this? One of, one of our previous guests <laughs> today, Julia, yeah, pretty much one of our previous guests. And, and again, uh, very connected to, to Brian and many people within, you know, that New York area community. Um, do you have any Joe Shoe stories? Did you run into him early on? Did you ever on, purchase a loney or... roll off of him? <laughs> I've not purchased any food from him, nor have I watched him uh, competitively eat. Uh, I, I uh, knew Joe just like in passing uh, at some indie mm-hmm. shows. Uh, I think we wrestled together at an Elks Lodge in Queens a bunch of times where he mm-hmm. was uh, he was not Joe Shoes. He was... Uh, Maximus sex Max, power. Yeah. Yep. Sex power. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I knew him as that. And I was yeah. just like, okay, this is an interesting guy. Uh, yeah. over here. <laughs> okay. Uh, now we, uh, unfortunately I didn't like start really talking to him, uh, mm. until like until podcast stuff. All yeah, of this. Sure. yeah. And then it's like, Oh, Hey, we have seen each other at a hundred shows probably. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I just, you know, a lot of people, uh, more and more are starting to love that guy in the community and he's just super fun and charismatic. So it's just, it's always interesting to find out, uh, new stories about that guy. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't have any, but I'm sure there there were plenty from the building. (laughs) (laughs) Um, if there were to be an FWF live two, which, It already starts to sound like it, it could be a thing. Uh, already. <laughs> who would you like to take on? Oof. Uh, so, like, I feel like every single person that Matt knows that got involved in his favor tried to take something from me. So, like, mm-hmm. hey, if you want to see VSK versus Matt's dad, let's go. Battle the, super, battle the super kicks, right? But I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, so then I think we got that'll be the uh, the uh, pre-show. It'll be uh, handsome Husvar versus uh, Bob Cardona. <laughs> well, Husvar, that's a tough first match, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, the, the, all the stomp guys came out at the end, tried to yeah. save the day. Yeah. If it was me and I don't know, say Roy the Fox Slam Force, or something. oh, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> but oh, maybe me and Roy Fox against uh, the. Others or something like that. Ooh, yeah, happening. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, I did what I said I was going to do, and I have a feeling Matt is going to try and come for the title again at some mm. point. Yeah. But again, uh, he already tried to book himself as best he could to win this title and failed. <laughs> so maybe he tries again. I don't know. Well, I'm not on I the booking committee uh, of this show. I think maybe it should be a steel cage match between you and Matt, but all titles are on the line. Hey, that that's how about we do this? We have uh, a match where he puts his titles on the line. I don't put my title on the line, just like he did to me. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. I've always wanted to hold up a foam title over my head. So maybe <laughs> I could be the internet champion. <laughs> I was gonna that's... say which which internet championship do you want? The old school style or the, the new school style? <laughs> I want the spiky completely bald, then I'll take the skull head one. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't listen right i can talk shit oh i think he does sometimes. Oh, boy. sometimes i think mark listens okay good hi mark <laughs> what a time <laughs> all right let's let's get to the portion of the show we've we've definitely taken a lot of your time and we definitely yeah. appreciate you being here Thank you. um so the major wrestling figure podcast they do fan questions and they give away eight by tens well, we give away four by sixes. I like that. So um, <laughs> we each uh, pick a, a question. Uh, Vinny, you, you don't have to pick a question, but if you want to continue hanging out, um, you can answer along with us. Yeah, sure. Um, so who has a question first? Oh, man. There's so many good ones this week. There's a lot of great ones. I'll go first. Um, yeah. I'm going to pick uh, Justin Erie's question. How would you have booked MWO into FWF Live? So there's a lot of, I mean, we were literally just talking about this a moment ago, so I'm just going to kind of feed off of that uh, a little bit. I mean, obviously, I would love to just smash Husvar through a table. Wait, um, what? 
Whoa, the hey. MWO is breaking We're up. We're supposed and to be a team. Angle? Oh, I thought it was time for the heel turn. He uh, just sorry. hates me. Maybe not. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, um, honestly, uh, you know who's been pissing me off a lot lately? Sunil187. That p- so um, basically, I would love to have a match with him. Uh, just one-on-one, no BS, no interruptions, first blood match. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. It'll take me about 13 seconds, and then he's going to be in a, in, a, in a pool of his own blood. So that's all I got to say about that. So, Sunil, get a hold of me for FWF2. You know, see what's up. Um, for me, um, I know we already destroyed the robot version of him, but um, MWO or maybe me or someone, whatever, versus Sam Roberts, um, he's just... You know, so, those, those chewed off fingers. Uh, oh, my I, God. I you know what I just realized I did? I didn't book the rest of you guys. I just did myself. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so selfish. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, they can be like Nash or 18 with Hall. They just stand on the outside and try not yeah. to tear anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a lumberjack match. First, first blood lumberjack. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and for those that don't know, during the uh, finale of, of FWF, the, the, the podcast, um, Mark was doing the, uh, the stomp in paradise where he would like go through, you know, whatever happened in that episode. And the, the you know, stomp and the majors were all you know, being taken down and finally the major world order and Mike LaPuma and so many other <laughs> fans came and helped came to the aid of the major wrestling figure podcast. And yeah, we took out evil robot, Sam Roberts. So, uh, yeah, I, I like that. I like that Husvar, yeah. you know, put, uh, you know, get, get Sam, whoever he, I don't know, Pete Rosenberg or uh, you know someone <laughs> like that you know get get him and one other uh, internet blogger guy and and we'll go against the the major world order slam force will take on Sam Roberts and whoever else his evil crew guys let me let me pitch something totally different yeah how about how about you come on my side we take out Matt and we all start brands behind his back <laughs> well, I mean, I think well, we all kind of did. Yeah, I know. So, so let's just keep yeah. it going. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm down. <laughs> all right, sounds good. Now we're not really wrestlers, so we'll just be in your corner. Neither is Roy. He's barely a wrestler. Fine. <laughs> my, well, my finishing move is the Boston Crab. So just saying. So perfect. Know. Perfect. <laughs> Husfars is the half crab because he can only pick up one leg. He's not strong enough yet. Yes, I am. <laughs> not strong enough yet. Training prayers and vitamins, man. You'll get there. You'll have that second leg. That's like that's like uh, me racing Jake up the uh, the the rocky steps, and he's out of breath, and I'm at the top, like you know, still still energized. So I'm good. <laughs> okay. Next segment. All right. Yeah. Next question. It up. Is. Um, <laughs> I'll pick uh, Joe Timon's question, which is yeah. what performers or moments from FW Live would you want in figure form and what style? Um, E.g. defining moments, broski, kicking the hell out of Sid- That's um, a great moment, yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, so I, I, I mean, I probably, I mean, I would like not to, not to blow smoke up your ass, VSK, but I would like a figure of you. Hey. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I would like a figure of you. I would like a Sunil figure. Um, just because I, I don't know. I, I think Sunil does deserve it as, as I, much shit as he gives us. I yeah, think he I, does I deserve it. 
Um, and in style, probably Mattel, probably Mattel, uh, maybe an ultimate or, or elite, or even like an AEW unrivaled, you know, Jazzwear style figure, Jack's figure. Um, that's my pick. Um, I think, uh, I would like to see, I think it'd be too many figures, you know, from the, from the tag yeah. match. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, you know where it was Bear Country against Mark and Brian, but toys. but I would like to see um, a Tommy Dreamer figure with a bag full of uh, toys. And <laughs> oh, did anyone else notice this? Like he was hitting those t- figures like with like a baseball bat <laughs> right. and the kendo stick, and like those things are just zinging through the air, and like he didn't miss one, and like it went through like the curtain. I'm like, holy cow! Like, so I want Tommy Dreamer with a bag full of tiny figures. I was and a that, getting so much anxiety because he hit that first <laughs> one so perfectly. And then when he went to do it again, if he doesn't hit it perfect again, he's ruined it now. And then right. it was even better. And then it was, <laughs> like, oh my God. How is this happening? Yeah, I was, that was nuts. I was like, holy crap. It's like he practiced or something, or he's yeah. just very yeah. coordinated. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he's a, a former amateur baseball player. Who knows? There you go. But, he's uh, good with that kendo. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, now, uh, VSK, we were talking a little earlier. You know, you were, you were saying you were a little upset that Matt got blood on your tights, which that kind of got me thinking a little bit. So I saw that little bit of red on, on, your, um, on your tights there, and I was like, what if we had a, a Ultimate Edition VSK figure, but we do it in Shawn Michaels style tights. Okay. But on the back, you know how it normally says heartbreak kid and it's got the heart. Mm-hmm. It, it says Hicken's bottom. Oh, <laughs> and then, and then on the, instead of the hearts, you know, the broken hearts down on yeah, the front yeah. there, it just says V S K, but like okay. with like zebra stripes in it. I'll I talk to TCD cool. and see if we can get these. Uh, made yeah. Up. yeah. Yeah. Don't forget. I need, I need some money for that. But no, I, I just, I just thought of that. That would be really cool. And then another one, uh, I think we need a Yoko Shuna, you know, but yeah. it's gotta be an airbag. Yeah. It's gotta be an airbag body that blows up. Ooh. So you can, you can deflate it. You know, that'd be really cool. <laughs> and it comes that, with uh, loading still, rolls. That, that might be my saddest moment. Yeah. Yoko Shuna was taken out by Stang. Yeah. I want so to see sad. him wrestle. Yeah. Um, but he didn't want to see himself wrestle. So I think no, he's I okay with it. it. <laughs> in the, in, so, you know, spoiler, kayfabe, whatever, like um, yeah. in the, in the booking uh, um, audio, they're like, yeah, you know, we're going to have, you know, Stang take you on. He's like, wait, so I don't even have to wrestle? They're like, no. He's like, I don't have to take one bump. They're like, no. He's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, I, I do have an answer for this question, actually. Uh, I believe, I'm no D-Freedom, but I believe that uh, Matt's Super 7 figure is an entire that he and I wrestled each other. So I would love... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, I'm yeah. a little biased, but I would love to see a VSK so oh, we yeah. could recreate that match in figure form. But uh, a realistic answer: there hasn't been a Swaggle figure in a long time, and he has Ooh. completely redone his look. I agree. He's got the you know the jean uh, vest and everything. Mm-hmm. He's now yeah. got the the Edge inspired tights. I think mm-hmm. that. I like that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think there was so many great things about this event that like. 
you know, obviously like there's not going to be a company or ringside that puts figures out for every single person that was on or anything mm-hmm. like yeah. that. But like, it would be really cool to start seeing like, I don't know, something, you know, where yeah. we start, you know, maybe, maybe it's the major, you know, ringside, uh, figures, um, as the line progresses later, maybe, you know, like they put in Mark, they put in a ref named John, maybe, maybe we see, you know, an alternate person like a, a VSK or a Yoko Shuna or yeah. whatever, Samuel. eventually down the line. You never know. That'd be cool. That, that would be cool. Um, I, I guess uh, for my question, I'm going to go with Brian Lyons. Uh, and this will be a good one for like the hashtag podcard fam. Uh, what card do you most want to be made from FWF Live? Uh, besides the obvious Philip Cardigan coffee stain relic card. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the relic cards are usually like a piece of uh, the ring mat or ring worn clothes or shirt or whatever. Kind of staying along the same lines. I, I suppose, you know, I, I, I don't know. Are, are you, is your ring gear ruined with Matt's blood? Yeah, Does that get so, chopped up and, and put into into cards? <laughs> for relic cards, VSK Ooh. relic cards. If you want to hear breaking news on the podcast, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna sell the tights uh in the group. Oh there you go. Ooh, there you go, oh, there you go. He, lo- he loves <laughs> ring worn gear. I collect ring worn gear. Oh, yeah? It's like my favorite He's, thing to collect. Right, He's well, feeling me. <laughs> <laughs> He'll trade you his hairy hairy belly Shawn Michaels <laughs> uh, I think it's, I it's a little that. pricier. A little more pricey than that. I don't know. As yes. much as I love the hairy belly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have it, so <laughs> okay. I can see him with a little sharpie, just making yeah, little yeah. dots on it. <laughs> there <laughs> the you go. <laughs> this shit's all smeared. Uh, oh, but, there uh, you go. That's that's pretty cool. So yeah, I'd, I'd go with the. Well, I mean, it's it's just fantasy booking. Yeah. Uh, so if, if whoever decides to buy your ring gear wants to chop it up and put it into relic cards, that's what I would go. It with. Ain't gonna be me if it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to um, go off. I'll go ahead. I was just going to say there's there's two. Um, actually, in, in the Podcard fam group, JPE made that one picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I have it here of you, VSK, jumping off the top oh, rope. that's cool. And then the other one I would want is Matt kicking Sunil um, under the, <laughs> in the bottom rope. I think that's my probably my two. Or, or Brian dumping out the toys. I think that would be another... <laughs> awesome one i hope if they do make a dvd of this or a vhs since all they talk about is vhs is now that that is the cover of me doing the frog splash hell yeah because that looks so that looks so perfectly new gen like that time period it's so cool hell yeah (laughs) uh did did he end up posting that in the group jp um i don't i haven't seen it i I haven't i've been really busy too so i haven't really been on too much i know brian texted it to me i haven't seen it in the group Okay, I I wonder if he just sent it privately instead of posting it to the group. But yeah. I think he sent it to maybe Matt privately or something. Yeah, I, yeah. I forget. But uh, that would be so. So for those that are unaware, um, Jonathan Presley Edge, great guy in the group, super fun mm-hmm. guy. Um, <laughs> he he dabbles in some Photoshop and he made a Coliseum home video esque cover for. FWF live and it's it's Vinny doing the frog splash uh caught in midair you know to land yeah. on it's, it's a beautiful shot I'd love to have a poster it's of great. it <laughs> yeah. so um I think for me uh if I had to make a card I would definitely want to do a relic card but I would I'd ha- it'd be a twofer it would be a relic autograph card 
mm. Bob Cardona with his straw hat being the relic. <laughs> like just cut oh. up in the corner. I mean, <laughs> sweat stains and all, you know, all of it. Just like <laughs> <laughs> funny. I don't know. I just I think we need we need some uh some Bob merch. We do. We you really know? do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we need to blow up his head more. He needs more. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> he definitely needs more clout in the group for sure. Yeah. Well, seeing him, seeing him do that uh, ringside commercial was was like oh. awesome. You know, I, we need more stuff like that. Right. <laughs> Classic. All right. Well, uh, thank you uh, for for people that send in their questions every week. There's always so many great ones, and I always feel bad that like we can't just give everyone one. But like we we go through all these questions and like. Anyway, so just yep. wanted to say thanks and yeah, you know thank you all. everybody will get their, yes. their time. Um and, yeah. and every once in a while too, we'll just do one of those times where we'll we'll just go through all the questions. Yep. Uh so um we just wanna let you know we, we don't take your, your questions and time with us for granted. So thank you for uh yep. you know doing all that. But uh yeah, I would say unless anyone's got anything else, any last burning questions, I think this is this is towards the end what's next for vsk oh boy i wish i knew yeah (laughs) i wish i knew actually uh i'll plug this show because it's a pretty cool little thing uh myself uh brian myers and max caster are having a triple threat match uh at blitzkrieg wrestling i'll be there yeah oh yeah awesome yeah i believe it's (laughs) may 8th it may be may 9th i'm sure you'll correct me in a second (laughs) <laughs> it is may 7th i was close may 7th uh, may 7th uh enfield connecticut uh blitzkrieg pro if you haven't heard of them check them out they're a really cool company and they're uh trying to come back from this pandemic with a bang so main event myself brian myers and max caster aw impact and question mark going head to head um where is where is that located uh enfield connecticut connecticut oh yeah. and so that's that's right by lives. me. Yes, yeah. I live in Connecticut. So I'm, I, as soon as I heard there's a Connecticut show and all you guys were in it, I'm like, yep, buy my ticket right away. Yeah. <laughs> they, they put on some good shows. I'm really looking forward to this one. It's the first time that uh, Brian and I have ever wrestled. Oh, wow. Ooh. Yeah. Very nice. cool. Yes. Definitely got to catch that. No, sure. no creative pro stuff. Like, did you even like roll around? or anything like just you know yeah we've done like we've done like practices together and stuff like that uh but we've never had like a match match that's awesome that'd be very cool really looking forward to it and you and max max geez max caster take a shot i know uh yeah we've actually we've worked a few times we've worked against each other we actually teamed up once uh in a random match in california uh so we uh we have some history together and he's one of the people like uh I, I don't want to say that I trained him by any means, but like he was one of the people like when uh, he was coming up, I was definitely down there helping out with the training a lot more. So we're a lot more familiar with each other inside the ring. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, that will be the end of the show. Vinny, thank you so much yes. again for being here. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. had a good ta- time. We definitely, I did. I, yeah, I thought it was this great. was great. I absolutely did. <laughs> um, so Husvar, take us out. Play my fucking music. I got Galoom, a Hasbro Dusty. I got the merch that drives the marks while the ring-worn gear, they want to wear it. H-A-R-D, just like Blue Chew, I'm just a major mark. Major mark.
I'm not a toy boy. Toy boy. I'm just a major mark. Major mark. I'm not a toy boy. Toy boy. Claim all the figs. Claim all the merch. Like Super Gabby. You already know the Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen with Phil Jackson. Always scratching that itch. I'm just a major mark. Major mark. I'm not a toy boy. Toy boy. I'm just a major mark. Major mark. I'm not a toy boy. Toy boy. Hey, all you major marks. Claim all that merchandise. <laughs>